You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome, everyone, to the PJ's Cast. I'm your host, Pierce, alongside of my good pal, Dylan. Unfortunately, not Jimmy. He's at work at the moment. And even more unfortunate, he missed the news that uh, Jeremy Carlton has been fired. So um, we were I was originally planning to record later today because I had plans. Like, I was going to go to the gym and stuff. And then, like, I was just about as I was right as about I was about to head out. I see Emily Kaplan, who, by the way, shout out to Emily Kaplan. I, th- I feel like we shout her out every podcast, but that's because she's just been doing such like great work this year and she's broken basically everything with the Hawks going back to the off season, whether it's the Jones trade, Flurry trade, Johnson trade, and then now this. So um, yeah, but uh, Jeremy Carlton has been fired and <laughs> what, what what is your reaction? Obviously I would, I would imagine happiness and it's funny because last night you're like uh, on tomorrow's podcast, I'm, I'm going to rip into uh, Jeremy Carlton and you can oh, do that, man. but he's, he's on the way out now. So you don't have to worry. Yeah. That'll be the, probably the last time you have to do it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, this is a move that needed to be made. I feel like they should have just cleaned house when Bowman got fired. But at the same time, that's not fair to Carlton. They gave him another week to figure it out. And um, what are we? Narrator, 12, he did not. He <laughs> did not. Um, what are we, 12, 13 games? In yeah, 12 games and one, nine and one two. Win. And I Against think, Ottawa. Yeah, I was about to say, I could promise you, too, they've gotten out, skated out the building at least eight of those games, including last night against Winnipeg, where – they didn't even – not a single person showed up last night. And that says a lot about the coaching staff. If you can't get any of those players to be motivated to play for you, why are you still there? Why are you still there? You're hindering the team at that point. Like, the line decisions. Put Like, I love Kershaw and Hardman. Like, they've shown that they can stick around in the big leagues. But those are not the guys you put with Alex Debrinkit. That's just not – how you run a hey court. hey you should put maybe a guy like Dylan Strom with Alex to bring it that's maybe. just me oh, though or like a guy like Adam Gaudet who I thought had a great game last night like it's just oh man there's so many so many decisions piled on and like we talked about it many times with Carlton it's just we all say we, we all agree the guy was rushed into the bowl like he should probably should have been in the AHL for at least two more years yeah but at least. and clearly and like you like you said on the show clearly last year when he works with a younger team. He can find ways to make it work sometimes, but it's just clear with the way this team's set up right now, this is not the guy you need behind the bench. You need an actual veteran. You need a guy who's been there and done that before and is actually just going to have a voice in the room, honestly, because I, the perfect example is that Detroit game earlier this year where they're, they call timeout in the five on three and Carlton just hands tapes the whiteboard. Because he's or uh, to bring it the whiteboard, I forget who it was. But he was just like, "Yep, you guys come up with the." By the way, it's not a good look for him. Terrible look, actually. And I mean, just we all knew this was coming. Like, boot him opening night. It was just a matter of when. And isn't it fitting that exactly three years ago, Joel Quenville was fired? The I, day he got hired, three years later, he's now fired. 
it doesn't feel like three years. It feels so much longer. I know. Like, eh? how, like it's basically like fourth season. It's just oh. My and of God. course, Quenville was like six, six, and three, and it took Jeremy Colleton to go one nine and two to get finally get canned. You know. Yeah. Just, and I, it, I hate. I'm not gonna blame Davidson on that one. Yeah. But it's just, man. And that's a, already washed. Yeah. That's another thing I want to like. How much of a say did Kyle Davidson have in this? Because sounds like it was his call from what uh, a couple. Really, said. it sounds like I don't know if it was Powers or um, uh, Kaplan, but I think one of them said it's Kyle Davidson's call. So he's yeah, already. I was, I was wondering if it was like an ownership-driven uh, decision, or it was more of his call. Because if it, if it's his call, then he's probably going to be the GM for. They're going to have to move the interim tag off of him. I, and at least he has the awareness to know that this team is going nowhere. He's lost the room. If they kept calls him, like there are people saying that like they're going to be worse under Derek King. I'm sorry, they I were going to maybe know, win eleven games. <laughs> they were going to maybe win twelve games this year with calls and that. They're certainly the on they pace too. Yeah, like the fact that I went yesterday when I was talking to my friend Nick, and I was looking at their calendar for the month of November, and I said there's one win on that month. And it's Arizona, who doesn't even have a fucking win. They won't beat anyone else this month. And I still don't think they're going to beat anyone. They might beat, like, three people. That's fine. But it's just, man, I'm, it, we're starting from the bottom now. It's ground zero. So it, what's next, Davidson? That's, that's, the, that's the question. I mean, how long are we going to give the interim tag to Derek King? Are they going to hire a head coach midseason? Are they going to wait till the end of the season to go get the coach? I don't know. But – it's a it's a good sign. It's a step day. in the right direction. There's certainly that because 100%. Jeremy Colton, it just the players have said this. Yeah, they like Jeremy Colton. They think that you know, like they were like you can like him all you want. Yeah, right? but do you respect him enough to go out and play hard for him? I just don't think that was the case. And like over and over again, you can say that you like Jeremy Colton, but look look at the results one win in in 12 games and it's not even like they're playing close competitive games like they're getting blown out and we're 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 getting used to it it's not like oh uh, we got blown out again no it's just it's just another loss really and it's been obviously we brought up it's been a tough time in hockey right now especially like for me like it just it's it's been so hard to watch hockey just because like that whole like what was the Gary Bettman and uh, Bill Daly interview? Like we're not going to get into that. Like it was just so awful. It just seems like they don't care about anything. They're what's the word? Um, emotionally intelligent or like un- there's like, no empathy. Yeah, there's, there's no, no empathy. empathy whatsoever, and it's just hard to to to, tear, to care about this league when the 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 people in charge of this league don't care about anything really except for making money and we've seen with the chicago blackhawks like the attendance is going way down what was it i saw tickets that were five dollars i saw like the pizza there's more expensive than the ticket yeah good for you Um, as much as i don't want to support the team if there's five dollar tickets i don't think I oh my god yeah if there were five (laughs) dollar oiler tickets i'd be like a a lifetime season ticket holder (laughs) yeah i yeah, the cheapest definitely. tickets are $65. And That's going back to that, the only way the NHL is going to feel the consequences of its action is if, uh, like, they don't make enough money. And we're seeing that in Chicago right now. One of your biggest franchises, the original six franchises, they can't fill out the building now because obviously the on ice performance has to do it, but, but like, how much does the off ice stuff have to do with it as well? So there's that. Um, 
let's put it this way. If uh, I think it was Bailey on Twitter, shout out to her. She posted something where she like, she was talking to her therapist and she was saying like, Oh, I'm having a real mental struggle, like with wanting to be a fan of this organization anymore. And her therapist said, that's the 11th person. Oh today that said God. That. I like, think I saw that. Everyone yeah. in this fan base has had some sort of mental struggle with this team. And I feel mm. like we all, like I, I talked to you about this last night. Yeah, we we're, we're handling it. it all different ways. Jimmy put it perfectly. It's like for me right now, I'm seeing other people, you know, like in a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> He's testing the waters. He's testing the waters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just seeing, just seeing what that's, what's out there, you know, and, uh, I don't know if you saw, obviously you saw the McDavid goal, but just like I was, I got to watch parts of the game, but man, oh man, that was just, it's so hard not to be excited for that Oilers team. They're just so much goofy fun. But anyways, back to Jeremy Carlton. Um, I never want to see anyone lose their job, but like if you're not doing your job as a coach, you don't deserve to coach. And you brought this up earlier that, yeah, you should probably still be in the HL right now. I think he's going to be a great coach in the future. I think. Like, you just need some time, more time in the AHL. I think he's going to be a great coach. Had the Blackhawks just said, okay, we're going to go for another rebuilding year, I think I would have been perfectly fine with Jeremy Colton as head coach. But uh, you want this team to win. It's it's not going to happen. Like, I, I I think whoever you put in, you could put in the best coach in the NHL. And I don't think the Blackhawks are going to make the playoffs this year. Like, they're just too far. They're like, too deep of a hole. Yeah, they're, they're in too deep of a hole. Who, oh God, who knows? Because there's still, there's still 70 games left, but you just don't, you don't see it. I just find it so ironic that we were beating home the idea of they can't get behind early like they have every single year, and they got behind worse than they ever have. They have one win within a month. Yeah, that's fuck. They didn't even win in October. They didn't win. Nope. They won against Ottawa. Yeah, like that's not on the back of a Kane hat trick. Like (laughs) it's not not good enough, guys. It's just not. mm. I all I hope. All I can hope is that Derek King has the, you know, awareness to put skilled players with skilled I was going to say, just play your best guys. <laughs> just, just, like, top six should be Hagel takes Kane to break it Doc Kubelik. And that should be what it is for the rest of the year. And just run it. Or do Kubelik takes Kane uh, to break it Doc Strong. Because like, that's worked before. It just play matter. your just best players. Doesn't offense. matter what combination. Just play your best players. And don't, yeah. like put grinders on every line. Like, I love Juju Carroll. I mean, respect to Reese Johnson and Mackenzie and Twistle and Mike Hart. Ed Whistle deserves his spot. Be... Ed, out of all those guys, Ed Whistle deserves to be in the lineup every single night. Yeah, that but not in say. a top six role, you know? Like, no. he should be playing fourth line minutes. And oh, yeah. same with Ryan Carpenter, playing on the power play. Of course, he got that uh, goal, oh. and then it got called back. But he should not be on the power play. You should be playing all your skilled guys together. That's why I'm kind of happy that Mattel and Brooke Baker are gone, because I'm pretty sure Mattel runs the power play. And, um, they make that call of putting a guy who has what five goals in the last two years on the power play when you have a legitimate 30 goal score on power. Play and that's two. not Ryan Carpenter's fault. Like you- it's not, but it's, Oh man, it's just a lack. Of, once again, it's a lack of awareness for a team that can't score to put them in positions to score more. I got I don't get it, man. Yeah, Hopefully Derek King can figure that out. That's the whole thing. Like going back to Jeremy Carlton getting fired. You're not putting your people in a position to succeed. And that like trickles down. Like Sam Bowman put Jeremy Carlton admits like one of the best, the best coaches in HL history. Obviously that's changed like his legacy, but uh, from an on ice result, like Joel Quenville is right up there with wins and he puts Jeremy Carlton, what was it? 15 games into the season. And he didn't even have a, like a training camp to figure things out. You give him a pass there next season. You're like, okay. Uh, 
but then you see the 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 short COVID shortened season. Okay, he did some pretty good work with some young rookies, but they wanted to win this year. They put Jeremy Colton in charge, and look how that went. You need to put people in positions to succeed. Uh, Jeremy Colton definitely wasn't, but Jeremy Colton didn't do himself any favors. He didn't put his best players where they needed to be. Dylan Strom's not playing. I wonder how that's going to affect if he gets traded or not. Like, is Derek King going to give him more time or maybe those rumors go away? I don't know, but this is what's so interesting because (laughs) this, this franchise on and off the ice is obviously in so much turmoil right now, but just from an on ice perspective, you don't have your first round pick this year. It's going to be really interesting to see how Kyle Davidson kind of navigates the rest of the season. And if he gets that interim tag pulled off him, I'm really intrigued to see what he can do because he, from all I've heard, he's like a, it's a very, I think he's only like in his thirties. Like he's very young. He's very analytically minded. Yeah. I really like that. It's nice to have like kind of a new voice in there, a new face uh, other than Stan Bowman for what was it? A decade plus. So I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, Again, I don't know about Derek King as coach, but like, can you get any worse? We all we yeah. all know, yeah. Like we said, like we said previously, the only way Derek King is still this coach after if they go on year, a really deep playoff run, they have which to is go on a Craig Berube yeah. twenty nineteen Blues run or like a Mike Sullivan twenty sixteen Penguins run, which, which they not going to happen. They don't have the talent. It's not going to happen. But the only thing I'll say is like, don't like. We've seen what this Hawks team does when they get hot, even with how bad they've been. Like, if Tays catered to Brinkett get white hot, this team's going to start winning games. That's just the way it is. Like, I, th- they could get shelled every night for five goals, but there have been times where the Hawks have gone on benders. And score I mean, six. look at the Oilers, man. <laughs> They're like, they won six to five last night. If that's how, they, oh, if that's how you got to win to get the playoffs and make money, I guess, then do that. But just you got to find you no, know, you got to find some sort of winning formula, and I feel like that's got to be the number one goal right now. You got to get confidence in the room because if you get if you can get confidence in the room, that goes such a fucking long way on the ice. The like, biggest indicator of that is Mark Andre Fleury. This guy's always so upbeat and positive, the smile on his face, and now he's broken right now. He broke his stick after that Kyle Connor goal. Like he's just, and I don't want to hear anyone blame Fleury. Obviously, he hasn't been great, but like, what about the team in front of him? He's getting zero help. You know? Yeah, top to bottom, mm-hmm. and like there's like like Taves and Jones don't even have a goal yet. Like no. it, it, there's just so much that needs to happen for this team to get better. And I just, I, and once again, I'm very curious to see what happens tomorrow night against Nashville. That's right, they play tomorrow. I, I would have to think these lines are going to be completely different, like completely different. You can't think. Like, I like the idea of Kubelik Doc King. I get what they were going for with that, but that line can't play defense. You can't roll that line out. Why not? I I think it's crazy that through twelve games they barely tried Taves uh, with Kubelik and Hagel. I, I think that's hilarious, personally. Like I just don't. Oh no, we'll throw Ryan Carpenter with him though, because he checks. Mm. Like Jeremy Colleton, you, you. This is why you lost your job. Yeah. Starting six grinders against Carolina. That's reason that will lost go your job. great. Ugh, and he played Eric Gustafson way too much. I wonder if that's going to change. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> give him a pass on the Gustafson thing. Like they are so banged up at the four, five, six. No, that is true. Getting, yeah. It's still been getting COVID did not help that at all. Like if the fact that Isaac Phillips got games for the team should tell you how banged up they were on the, on the like at least the five, six, like the top four is fine. But like, if we're being honest, Jones or Kellenuck should take the Han spot when they come back. Cause Oh baby, he's terrible. Like yeah, they, <laughs> they got to trade him no matter what, even if they go on a wrong, they got to find a way to recoup some kind of asset for him. Yep. And again, that's why I'm intrigued to see what Kyle Davidson does because this team again does not have a first round pick. You have a you lot can of get one, though. 
That's yeah, you can thing. if you want to trade someone like Kubalik. Like Flurry. Like yeah. you could trade. Well, I don't think they're gonna trade Flurry just because it sounds like he doesn't want to move his family. No. But it's just if you're gonna miss the playoffs, you have to sell. And the only guys you can't sell are Doc Debrinket, obviously Jones, because you literally can't. Dude, then, you you seriously gotta look at trading trading Taze and Kane if there yeah, is an no, offer. You have to. If and I'm serious, if it requires you retaining half Dude, of the retain the salary, half, you have yeah. Because I'm you could get a I, it's going to hurt to see them go the day they get traded or they don't resign, but dude, you could get a King's ransom. Right Especially now. for Kane. Yeah. Holy crap. You retain half on Kane. You can get the number one prospect in some organizations. Like you think the right, like I, I promise you the Rangers would dangle like a caco in front of you. If you did that shit, oh my like there's God. no way they would. Kane going back to play with Panarin. Oh my God. I'm just saying like <laughs> you can dangle Kane in situations to get a damn good player back. You just have to find the right situation. I mean, segueing into what just happened earlier this week. Yeah, exactly. And we that's why that right I'm excited to to see what Kyle Davidson does again, because we brought this up with Bill Zito. This guy goes in the Florida. He has no attachment to any players. He's like, what the fuck is this Mike Matheson contract? Trades him for Patrick Hornquist. And I know Kyle Davidson has been with the organization, but maybe he thinks differently. It's like, okay, Jonathan Taze, Patrick Kane, it's not working out here. Let's see what I can get for them. You know, that's why... I'm excited at least from that on ice aspect of it, but yeah, let's get into the. I like how the uh, this news took a backseat to uh, I know to Jeremy right? Colts and getting fired <laughs> because like wow. th- this this was going to be the thing we let off with was it was the Jack Eichel trade oh. and mm-hmm. and it was so annoying because it seemed like since the summer like oh Jack Eichel is going to get traded he might get traded at the draft even and then just like over and over again it's like oh. Uh, Talks are heating up, and it just never came to fruition. And then finally, it did. They got traded to Vegas. And I hate the, the thing is like, oh, it's so hard to acquire star star talent. Look What's at the that? Vegas Golden Knights, man. You gotta. And what I like about Vegas is teams value their f- first round picks, like their first round picks, way too much. So I like what Vegas has done. Obviously, it's kind of bit them with trading someone like Nick Suzuki, but even then you Max still got, Pacioretty, you right? got Max Pacioretty back. I feel like at the worst, that's even, you know, you look at Eric Branch from getting traded to Ottawa for Mark Stone. I do Leasing that a hundred times. Yeah. See, the fact that they didn't have to trade a first for Mark Stone is the thing that I still get hung up on. Like <laughs> Eric oh Branch is the prize in that trade and they don't even play. Him. I don't know, man. I think they should have taken Nicholas Bodan in two seconds personally. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, would that have been worse though? <laughs> or you know, I mean, like, it probably would have been about the same with the way Branch is playing. But yeah. oh man, it's just. I wish you would have got a first, and especially Chicago oh, yeah. would have been. But like, <laughs> but like, like you said, it's just like so. Like, I, I mean, everyone listening probably knows the package. It was Eichel for Krebs, Tuck, a first and a second conditional. I think, and then yeah, and then uh, Vegas got <laughs> a third back. Protected. Yeah, and they got a third back as well. And then um, they top 10 protected their pick because everyone top 10 protects their picks except for the Blackhawks. So, um, Particularly yeah, like, literally yeah. Kelly McCrimmon needs a statue. It's crazy. How do you – he picked up the – like, granted, Alex Petrangelo hasn't been great to start this season, like, at all. No, that Vegas team is struggling. That's what, I think that's what makes yeah, this so man. interesting is because, yeah, they got all these star pieces, but they basically have a starting line – on the IR right now, uh, Stone is out. Patchetti, Carlson is out. Like White Cloud's out. They've um, had trouble with dressing a full lineup. Like it's gonna be. I'm not. I, I think they're gonna make the playoffs, but it's not gonna be as easy as it was say last year in previous years for them. It's gonna be. This a, is. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh no, I was just gonna say it's gonna be a battle for them. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I, I honestly think like 
if they can hang around with their injuries and be like a 500 team, which I think yeah. Leonard can do that. I think Leonard can win you a lot of games. I think he made 40 saves against Ottawa. Granted, it's Ottawa, yeah, but hey, but a still, win's a win. Need, you need a wins early exactly. on, especially with that banged up of a team. But what I'm kind of hoping is going to happen, especially with how hot Edmonton is right now, Eichel versus McDavid round one. Because oh, we get Eichel versus McDavid in the same division for the next five years. I know. Like, everyone, that's the one thing that doesn't get talked about enough. Yeah, everyone was like, oh, okay, we don't get McDavid and Eichel in the Battle of Alberta. Okay, yeah, that sucks. But, dude, it's still Edmonton versus Vegas. They're in the same division. That's going to be so much fun watching it's, them go head-to-head. Yeah, I was about to say, it's arguably the two most well-set-up teams in that division that are going to go at it every year. Like, that's the one and two seed if they're both healthy every year. Like, I get a couple of a second round matchup. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And from Buffalo's side, I think they came out great on this trade. I mean, yeah. Everyone, like, what was what was the report that came out of Calgary that they could get Kachuk in the first? Like, a lot of people were saying that's not true, but I. As, it's all I smoke and mirrors. Yeah. Who knows? But, like, the biggest thing with this trade was you. You don't have to retain Eichel Sallers. So you don't have to worry about that. You get Alex Tuck. Yeah, he's still injured, but he's he was, wants to be there. Yeah, he wants to be there, which is huge. He, I think he grew up in Syracuse, so right in the Buffalo area. He wants to be a Buffalo Sabre. I think that's huge for him. Uh, is he going to be a f- first-line winger for them? I don't know, but he certainly can be a guy who can play in their top six good contract. I think that's a good piece for them. Peyton Krebs, I really like Peyton Krebs, too. I don't know if he's a first-line player, but, again, that's a guy who can play in your top six, competes hard, and – and again, it was early on in Vegas, but it just seemed like he never got a chance. So maybe he gets it in Buffalo and hey, Buffalo is actually winning this year. So maybe they can help contribute to that. I, I don't know. I, I still think Vegas wins it just because you get the best player. And it's not like they gave up like just like so much where it's like where you look at the, you know, the Seth Jones Raiders like, OK, that's way too much for this guy. But you, I like the I like the gamble they took on Jack Eichel, this guy. You know, he's he's had some injury issues, obviously. Like he won't be, I don't think he'll be playing till like February. Apparently he wants to play at the Olympics. I don't know if that's going to be a thing though, but probably not. But yeah, he's going to be there at March. Hopefully that, that whole team is healthy by March. But I just, I just wonder how my biggest question with this tree, how is Vegas going to like navigate the salary cap? Because they have so much money tied up in superstars. I'm really interested to see how they do that. They got to move someone. They either got to move someone or I know they got free agents up this year. So like, I would, I wouldn't think guys like Riley Smith are going to come back, like, unless they take a pay cut, but it, ah, man, like, I just, there's a world where Vegas doesn't get it together and doesn't get as healthy as soon as they anticipate. And that pick looks mighty fine. Like that is true. Like that's another thing. It's not a given, like, I still expect them to make the playoffs and be a team that's going to be compete for the cup, but it's not a given right now. Thought they, they were going to make the playoffs. Exactly. I would argue they have like 250 points on IR right now. In yeah. terms of like forwards that can score. Because Stone and Michael are like point per game. And then Patch Reddy's like a money in the bank 60 point player. And then yeah. Carlson's like a 40, 50 point guy. Like they, they have a lot of offense on IR right now. And I mean, who knows? Maybe number That's one like two. Brent Howden gets together. <laughs> That's like two-thirds of their top six right there on IR. Seriously, yeah. And then, like, Patrick, Nolan Patrick's on IR, too, which doesn't That's help. That's right. But, but, I mean, I think they'll be fine. They're finding ways to win, which I feel like just shows you how good an organization that is. Where, and they kind of have been doing that since the start, if we're being honest. Yeah, like, really. that first year, they were winning with, like, Oscar, So You Think You Can Dance, and all these motherfuckers. Mm. Like, oh, I remember, I remember they got that guy from Juniors. Like, I forget what his name was, but they had oh to go that deep. 
reach that far because mm-hmm. there's so many goalies were injured. Maxine Legacy. Yeah, that's like, that was another guy. There's a yeah. bunch. Yeah, it's funny that first expansion year, they were like a lot of the games. I think the first game they won, James Neal got two goals, and then Mark Andre Fleury had stopped 40 shots. I think it was a 2 on 1 against Dallas. And they're like, they're not going to keep this up. And then like halfway through the year, they legitimately were a good possession team. And like, okay, these, these guys are for real. Then they go to the Stanley Cup final. And I think every year they made at least the conference final except for one, which is ridiculous. Which was a first round exit where they blew a 3 1 lead in yeah. game seven and still almost won in overtime. Like, yeah. <laughs> Vegas is goofy. And I just, it, it just shows there's one of two ways you can run an organization. And Vegas is doing it like, okay. Because I remember, like, we talked about this a while back where it's, like, you can't keep, you know, shipping players out of town and signing them for a few years. And, like, you can't just keep doing that. But there also is the other side to that to where they just keep improving this team. Yeah, there's there's pros and cons to it. Like, I really appreciate that because I feel like a lot of the times teams are, like, too, like, friendly with their players, giving them, like, no movement clauses and big contracts for past performances and and I like retraining them. Yeah. But like the way they handled Mark Andre Fleury was just like, they could have handled that way better. Mm-hmm. I think that was my biggest thing with them and the kind of the nature thing, but mm-hmm. no, I, I, I like what Vegas has done. It's, 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 it's refreshing to see a team like go, just yeah. go again. Like, Oh, it's so hard to acquire star players. No, it, it really isn't. You just got to take a risk for once. You know, you can't be so risk averse. Yeah, no, exactly. You have to be able to take those chances. And it's nice to have a GM that is willing to go for it because he knows his team can win a Stanley Cup that year. Like him, Breeze Wall in Tampa. Uh, who's the GM in Canada? Or not Canada, Carolina. <laughs> uh, Don uh, Don Waddell, yeah. Yeah, like all of them know when to go for it. They actually try to help their teams win. This isn't like a freaking Ken Holland situation where you have to pick the years we're going to go for it with the best <laughs> player in the world. Like, oh, my gosh. I hope it's a buy year this year, Ken Holland. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. Good Lord. Like eight and one, something like that. Nine and Jeez. one. Nine and Their one. best there start in franchise history. You know what the most funny thing about that is? Connor McDavid got that amazing goal. He's getting all the press. Deservedly, deservedly so. He's not even the highest scoring player on his team. <laughs> it's Tristano. That's so goofy, man. Like, oh man. And like, there was a goal a couple nights ago. I think when they played Nashville and Drysdale, like you could tell he completely whiffed on the one timer, and it still went perfect spot short side. I'm just like, this is this is ridiculous. And like, they pass like it's the Harlem Globetrotters on the power play. Like, just wait till the playoffs this year, and they don't call anything, and they don't get power plays. Oh, yeah, how that's... mad everyone's going to be. <laughs> and deserve really so. Like, make that David, power play is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, I love the Oilers' offense. Again, their defense is not that great. Like, if they can add another guy, then they're they're in business. Like, they, they could be in cup consideration. I mean, whenever you have McDavid and Dreisaitl, like you're probably you're gonna you're gonna make the playoffs, especially yeah. with the way they're playing. It's just a matter of how deep you're gonna go. Like, is that depth gonna help you? I think the Ford is depth is going to, but the defensive depth I'm still kind of in on. But hey, Bouchard's look good to start the year though. Yeah, he's, I've seen he's, he's been Bouchard's nice been good. Yeah, um, their goaltending hasn't been the worst. Like again, it's just it's just the defense in front. But uh, anyways, yeah, um, teams with star players going after it. Yeah, it's what you love to see. I yeah. Mean, that's why part of me really wants Nashville to not be good. I know. Like, you see Saros is keeping in it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. What else well, is there to talk about? I feel like there is more oh, to talk about. Is. But, like, that because was, that was the, more, that was, like, the biggest things on our minds, obviously. The, well, there's a pretty, like, there's a pretty interesting game today that no one, I feel like, is talking about. Oh, Florida, Carolina, and Florida. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're both undefeated. Four. I think that's the latest two teams have gone without being defeated in regulation. Now they face each other. Mm-hmm. Or I think going against each other, something like that. And Florida's still like 25th in attendance, and they're 6 0. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I will never forgive whoever decided to put their stadium 40 minutes away from Miami, an hour and a, an hour and 10 minutes away from South Beach. Like, it's just, it makes no sense. We're yeah, just, they do that in Arizona and Ottawa. Like, to, like, you wonder why the attendance is so bad. <laughs> seriously. Like, oh my gosh. You, there's a reason I love what Vegas has done, because you can just walk off the strip and go to the yep. game. Like, it's simple as that. I, I haven't. From what I recall, Seattle's got like an okay setup by their stadium, but it was all under construction when I was there last time, so I'm not sure. But um, it, you just need better setups around your stadium, and you need it to be accessible and or accessible, and not like 45 minutes away in traffic or something. Yeah, know? like I'm I'm less than 10 minutes away from the the stadium in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, like it's park. right it's right downtown. So oh yeah, yeah. The mm-hmm. Hawks is like take a four minute Uber and you're there. You just yeah. go over the bridge, like, um, but yeah, that, I feel like that's going to be an interesting game. Like, hats off to Carolina. Frederick Anderson still lights out. I don't think he's lost. That's yet. like the one yeah, prediction I, I have <laughs> that hasn't aged like milk. <laughs> you go back to the predictions uh, episode, like, just the fact that even chose Chicago making the playoffs like makes me want to vomit, honestly. But one cr- thing I did get right was Carolina being in first in the Metro, and so far, so good. And I think I had Florida first as well, too, soon. Mm-hmm. So that's I had Florida first. I know that. So. I had Florida first, and I also had the Rangers second, and the Rangers are looking pretty. Yeah, good. I think I had the so. Rangers in there too. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. At least from the, at least from the East doesn't look too bad. Also, aren't the Islanders having their first home game soon? I feel like that road trip's got to be <laughs> That's right. They still have <laughs> that road trip's got to be ending yet. soon, right? For, I like, think so. It was like oh close gosh. to the first uh, like fifteen games on the road. I don't know to be honest, but oh yeah, it was a good amount. It was a very long road trip. Anyways, um, I don't know. Do you have anything else to discuss? <laughs> um, I'm like trying to. Yeah, I'm like trying to think because again, else. we didn't, we didn't, we didn't write any notes for this. Like the main no. points were like, okay, Jeremy Carlton got fired and the Jack Eichel trade. That was me, yeah. mo- mostly that was on our minds. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's all I gotta say. Honestly, I just I hope that from what it sounds like from what Chris Johnson was saying, that Eichel trade will now open up and beg you for other trades to happen. Yeah, so I'm curious then- to see what's gonna happen. And that's another thing. I think the biggest thing that people didn't take into consideration with the Jack Eagle trade, like this guy will be able to get surgery now. He won't no longer be in pain, which I I still don't get why the Sabres organization was doing that. But, you know, good on Vegas that they are allowing him to do what he wants with his body. So I uh, I know you're not the biggest Barstool fan, but I saw Eichel's Chicklets interview after that happened. Oh, yeah. He was like, oh, did you get any um or pressure from the front office? And he was like, not the GM. And then they were like, owners? Mm. And then he just says, next question. Oh, <laughs> it's just like, mm, the Pagulas, you guys look real freaking stupid right now. Like, yep. just... I bring it up almost all the time when we talk about the or the Sabres. It's like, do you see what you have done with the Bills when you don't touch them? They're amazing. Do that with the Sabres. Stop putting your greedy owner paws all over the organization. Yeah, who are doing good right now, so like, just I don't do anything. Yeah, like, I get it. You you pay the bills and everything, but I'm sorry. Have we not looked at what Melnick did in Ottawa for the last, like, four years? He finally shut up, and they're fine now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm serious. When was the last time you saw Melnick in the news? Like, it has true. Been it's, it's been year. it's been at least a year. Like, I yeah, can't. Like, they, he finally figured out where to show up, and it's like it, it, 
we like we talk about all the time. Your owner shouldn't be talking all the time. And the fact that we hear yeah. from the Pagula is just much, just like ridiculous. And I'm so glad Eichel does not have to be in pain anymore. It sounds like he's getting the surgery like next week and he gets to pick the surgeon. He gets to pick everything he's doing. So that's nice. Unless you're like, unless you're cheering for your, your favorite team, you shouldn't know the owner's name. I feel like. Exactly. <laughs> like you shouldn't hear from the owner. Like I no. I think that was the first time in like a year and a half we heard from Rocky Ports. Like yeah, that, only in events like that you should probably hear from your owners. Yeah, like exactly. Like your owner shouldn't be having press conferences. Like hell, no, your GM like, shouldn't be having press conferences. Like I'm looking at you, Montreal, the GM mm. one, by the way, because Mark Bergevin just loves to get on the mic and make things worse. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's Mark Virgin. He certainly uh, makes things interesting. Yeah, on and off the ice. Yep, 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 yep. Mm-hmm. Well, well, maybe that'll maybe that'll like increase my appetite to watch Blackhawks hockey again. I haven't watched too much of it. Like I've watched the highlights and stuff, but just like work, I haven't really paid much attention. But you know, maybe a team that actually like shows like some effort. And again, that's ah. a lot of it starts with the coaching. That would that would be nice. I would say, like, at least give tomorrow a shot. It's going to be a new coach. If they still come out flat-footed, then I don't blame you for turning it off. I mean. <laughs> I don't even blame Derek King. Like, they, they get, I don't I don't think he's the answer long-term again, unless they just go St. Louis Blues or Pittsburgh Penguins. It's so true, though. He, like, he, ha- he, he literally is going to take him having a Craig Berube run for him to keep that job at the end of the day. And it's unfortunate, but he's not the answer he's just temporary no i'll say this i think if they do make the playoffs i think he stays there because they're so deep in a hole that if they even make the they just somehow even like sneak into that's a wild card spot that's they'd have to go on yeah. like a 52 win pace or something to make the playoffs oh my god that's not gonna happen yeah like, like it's not gonna happen there's no way okay and, there's what 70 games left they would you would have to think they have to win at least 45 of them uh, uh yeah and they've won one so <laughs> 44 more to go Woo. <laughs> it's what what's like what's the playoff thing like usually 95 points something like that yeah at least that's like the bare minimum i'm pretty sure we got, like if no, it, we got four. <laughs> yeah it can like it can fluctuate like there will be years where like it maybe takes 90 points but then it'll be close to like 100 you know mm-hmm. yeah I feel like, like i remember that one year of the black like i think it was 2018-19 like i think it was blackhawks arizona and colorado who were kind of fighting for that wild kind of the final wild card spot. And I think Colorado made it with him with like 90 points. Anybody even made it in with less, like somewhere around the 90 mark. Like it didn't take that much. There may some years like that. <laughs> yeah. And they, they, yeah. And like one goal game seven, like they were that close. And then, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's going to be like this, this year. Cause I feel like it's so competitive, but yeah. It's wide open this year. Honestly. Yeah. God, who knows? Good. Who knows what will happen? Like even call it like the two teams that I thought were like Givens in the West, like Vegas, Colorado. Like I, they're gonna make the playoffs. Like don't get up. me they're wrong. Yeah, banged they're banged up. up, but like they're not off to the great start. That that just even opens it up way more. I mean, you know, Colorado's banged up, and Logan O'Connor's in the top six. So. <laughs> yeah, first not, goal too. <laughs> yeah, not even the best O'Connor in the NHL. Yeah, <laughs> <O'Connor. Excuse> <laughs> <me>. <laughs> Almost got a hat trick against Toronto. Oh my goodness. God, it's still like my favorite dangle clip when he's doing the live uh, watch of the game. And he's like, Drew O'Connor counts as Mark Donk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Yeah, I, think, I think that's about it. Yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's at least from an on ice perspective, there's some positive news there. Like, again, how much 
further i think they've a dug fire their- is positive no. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh, like they've dug as deep as they can like i don't think they can dig any deeper like i guess their only way is like up even if it's only like a couple of inches i guess <laughs> yeah so i gotta start somewhere <laughs> yeah i gotta start somewhere and uh i don't know i'll definitely tune into games tomorrow's game and just kind of see like uh but like if there's any like major systematic changes like who's going to play with who and all that stuff so it'll be interesting from that but yeah it's gonna it's gonna be a long it's gonna be a long season for the Blackhawks but at the same time like I'm I've said this so many times I really want to see what Kyle Davidson does I I think he's gonna be the GM going forward I again I just don't know about Derek King I don't think he is Mm -hmm. unless again let's say at least make the playoffs which I just don't see it happening so yeah like are we gonna see guys like Taves and Kane move? Are we gonna see Kubalik move? Like I think the Kubalik's more likely than like Taves and Kane just because of all the salary cap and just the ties they have. Chicago they have more say in that. Like Calvin DeHaan, you got to find a way to move. There's basically Calvin any DeHaan needs to be blasted into the <laughs> like, oh basically basically anyone with one year left trade them and just what... and call right. up guys from Rockford. That's and that's another thing we we saw. Jeremy Carlton, like when he got brought up, like his his guy was David Camp. I wonder who's going to be Derek King's guy if he gets when Lucas he gets called Reichel, up. Please. Lucas Reichel. That would that no, would be. It's going to be fucking what's his face? Um, who was playing top line minutes like Buzz Decker or something like that in Rockford? Yeah, maybe? some guy we've never like, heard of. It's going to be that. It's going to be. Oh, I'm not even guy. sure has like an NHL contract. Exactly. So <laughs> they're going to sign I, him. Yeah. One thing I will say now that King's up, I would not be surprised if Evan Barrett's one of the next call ups. Yeah, that's I a, really that's, wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I wonder if we're gonna see calls. Yeah, like Barrett, Alti Bermakian. Like I, wonder, I, I gotta think Nylander gets a crack. Yeah, on this does Bowden get like a full time spot? Just he, like down, he got so. he got called up and then got sent back down. I wonder if he'll be a permanent, but I still think uh, for him, maybe after they move to Han. Yeah, but, but for now they gotta keep him in the HL. Keep him away from that toxic <laughs> toxicity of a team. Seriously, I, they need they need Caleb Jones and Wyatt Kalanick back because it just gives that back end way more speed and they yeah and puck moving ability like yeah like I just one of those guys would be perfect to put with Seth the way he's playing lately and I don't know why Colton was just so hellbent on putting a walking hand grenade and Calvin on next to him like I just don't understand that like the whole the first goal it was just an entire miscommunication between Dehan and Jones and like I feel like we've had that talk with like McCabe and Murphy too this year it's just like. I hope Derek yeah. can find like partners. That yeah, for there's no thing. way this team is this bad. Like, there's not a fucking no. chance they're this bad. Montreal has three wins, bro. Come on, <laughs> we're not this bad. No, like, like Buffalo has wins, man. Like Arizona's the only exception. And Arizona's trying to lose. They are openly trying to suck this year. Yeah, like oh, they're trying to do what's right for right. Hmm. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe the Blackhawks will just be that bad where they, they there's no way they can like they just get a lottery I, spot, which I don't think it's going to happen. The, the luck is on side of side. me. Knows what we're going to have third. Oh, it's going to be third overall guys. pick. Yeah. Yep. You know it, bro. You know it. Like you really think that we're going to luck into a top two pick and then like be graced with Shane Ryder, like Brad oh, no. or Matthew oh, no. or whatever? Hell no. no. Which, by the way, I was watching some of their highlights. Oh, good God. They are oh, they're ridiculous. So and, you think, and you think they're good? We got uh, Bedard and Wright, or Bedard and Mitchkov next year. And the worst part is if we have to give up this pick, we won't have to pick next year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, there's oh. there's no winning. Which... It's like you got to pick your poison. It's like, do you want to give them this year's pick or the Bedard pick? Which one do you want to yeah. give them? Yep, yep, yep. Anyways. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, enjoyed uh, Saturdays. I think there's a few games on tonight. 
And uh, yeah, peace out, y'all.